near the height of this nation's history of lynching and other forms of racist violence, a multiracial revival broke out on Azusa Street in Los Angeles in 1906. It's a long time ago. The Azusa Street Revival is understood as the birth event of 20th century Pentecostalism, the fastest growing form of Christianity in Africa, South America, Asia, and the Pacific. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit from 1906 into the 1920s was an invigorating movement of God, a snapshot of what is possible when Christians are open to God's relentless, irresistible pursuit of us in Christ. But what began as a revival of Christianity fractured and splintered, and we all know this story, into two large denominations based on lines of race, not doctrine. See, a number of prominent Azusa Street ministers, including William Seymour, were black. And the earliest congregations of Pentecostalism were composed of people from different races and socioeconomic backgrounds. When the church is this countercultural, this radical, this resistant to the status quo, it is natural to say God must be involved. And involved God was and is in any expression of life that closely embodies the vision Jesus set out in his teaching and healing and passion and rising from the dead. The largest Pentecostal denomination in the United States is the Memphis-based and predominantly black Church of God in Christ. The second largest Pentecostal denomination in the United States is the Assemblies of God, a Springfield, Missouri-based, predominantly white church. This division and these two denominations came directly out of the Azusa Street Revival. This division is especially tragic because many of Pentecostalism's earliest white ministers were duly licensed in the historically black Church of God in Christ. St. Paul, in his second letter to the Corinthians, says, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Lord's Spirit is, there is freedom. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Lord's Spirit is, there is freedom. I have long appreciated this simple apostolic observation, a shorthand way of identifying the wake of the Holy Spirit's long, winding voyage throughout history. If I witness freedom or liberation or love or joy, the Holy Spirit is in the neighborhood. The harder work comes when I must dig and dig and dig just to uncover a nugget of freedom in an otherwise 
unfree situation. The first Pentecost, a showroom floor demonstration of God's liberating power, continues into our day. Where have you witnessed a person or community or nation set free or entering recovery or being unburdened by what has been or growing in love? Wherever you've witnessed this freedom, you have witnessed the Holy Spirit. You have witnessed Pentecostal power. The Reverend William J. Seymour, mentioned earlier as one of the earliest Pentecostal ministers, once wrote, quote, The Pentecostal power, when you sum it all up, is just more of God's love. If it does not bring more love, it is simply a counterfeit, end quote. The Holy Spirit's outpouring for some is identified by dancing, singing, speaking in tongues, and spiritual ecstasy. And these are all well and good. But if I dance in church, if I sing to the glory of God, bang my tambourine in ecstasy, but have not love, I am a loud gong, clanging cymbal, empty vessel. Bishop William Barber, known for his fiery leadership in North Carolina's Moral Mondays demonstrations about 10 years ago and more recently, the National Poor People's Campaign, has said that prophetic and liberationist Pentecostals in America recall the Feast of Pentecost with special devotion because it is central to our understanding of how the Spirit interrupts this world system to offer us a new way forward in times of crisis. We need tongues and we need fire. But if we're going to have a political Pentecost, we also need fresh wind. We need a movement blowing in every community across the land, end quote. And in this moment, I am very grateful for my friend, Dr. Shea Watts, who collected Seymour and Barber's words in his new book, Where the Spirit Is. Where the Spirit Is. You can purchase that book anywhere you buy books. He later fuses these two preachers' words together in the work of Bishop Yvette Flunder, my hero the founder of the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries, an umbrella organization of black LGBTQ Pentecostals. Bishop Flunder says, quote, the spirit, and it, it's funny, I'm quoting all these Pentecostals because it's Pentecost. You, you kind of want to quote people whose day it is. <laughs> these are all Pentecostals. And Bishop Flunder has said this about the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God in you speaks from the home of where Jesus is. I think that's why he didn't write anything. 
Because God is spirit and they that worship must worship in spirit and truth. All we really need is a fresh wind, a fresh Pentecost. To be possessed by the Holy Spirit, to be attuned to the Holy Spirit is to perceive in your body and soul that which is loving, that which is wise, and that which sets you and other people and the world free. Not unlike those original disciples, we are in an upper room of our own, waiting, seeking, praying in the presence of the God we cannot see but can feel. It is in our praying our seeking, our waiting, that the Holy Spirit fills us, dances with us, stirs us, first in the waters of baptism and over the course of our lives. As we enter this time of prayer, I invite you to attend to those places in your own life where the Spirit is spinning and dancing and setting you free where the Spirit is setting the people around you free, where the Holy Spirit is or desires to set our world free. When you perceive that thing, that situation in which God is setting you or someone else free, ask God the Holy Spirit to use you as an instrument of freedom, not just for yourself, but for the world around you. Free people set other people free. And I can guarantee the Holy Spirit will grant you that very power. And the prayer we're about to pray is a prayer I heard in the early hours this morning because strange Episcopal priests like myself watch the Vatican services early before they come to work on big days like Pentecost. And this is a prayer that Pope Francis prayed this morning on this, the solemnity of Pentecost. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, Spirit of Jesus and of the Father, inexhaustible wellspring of harmony, to you we entrust the world. To you we consecrate the church and our hearts. Come, Creator Spirit, harmony of humanity, renew the face of the earth. Come, gift of gifts, Harmony of the church, make us one in you. Come, spirit of forgiveness and harmony of the heart. Transform us as only you can through the intercession of Mary. Amen.